I'm bringing us in. <clears throat> what the book we doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, 103. All right. Septimals are alive and well. Yeah. I didn't even remember this shit when I was reading it. It's been so long since I read this. I had to go back and reread the first episode. I mean, the first issue. Just to refresh myself, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's yeah. been a little while. Yeah. So. <clears throat> la, la. Shut up. <laughs> nah. You can lie anytime you want. It's been a long time since we opened to the la. <laughs> I, I do my Arnold at work a lot. Makes people laugh. There's a, uh, there's a thing that the nurses wear to go into the rooms. It's, it's called a papper. It's like it looks like a it looks like you took you like cut off the head of uh, the xenomorph in Alien and <laughs> made it like a breathing apparatus, except it's white. So you put it over your head so that you have a sealed breathing thing when you go into a room where the patient has COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called a papper. So I. Uh, was in talking to one of the uh, the people in the safety office where they have those, and I just turn and I look at the papper. I go, "Get to the papper," <laughs> and they just all busted out hysterical. Because like, I'm, I'm with them. And then one of them wasn't wearing a mask. I'm like, "Come on, where's your mask? This is bullshit. You're trying to kill me. What are you doing? Get to the papper. Come on." Uh, so, of course, for like the next two days, every time I walk by the safety office, they're like, oh, yeah, do it, do it, do it. I'm like, oh, yeah, get to the papa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real f- funny. Yeah, come on. Uh. <laughs> I'm some type of monkey. I perform for you. It will amuse you. Yeah. All right. Avengers Spotlight! Avengers Spotlight. And somewhere... Kirk a subsidiary of Back to the Bins. A subsidiary of Back to the Bins. A subsidiary of Two True Freaks. A subsidiary of Demonzacorp. Any other subsidiaries we got to cover? I think that's it. No, okay. A show it's been a long the- time since we did an Avengers Spotlight. Yeah, well, I have... Uh, I've not changed my stance on Marvel Comics and... General and comics in general, I implore anyone who would like to read old comics that you go to a LCS of your choosing. Be careful; some of them can be a holes. But uh, and go buy old books and go buy old collections. Please, please, 
don't spend any new money for new things from Marvel and Disney or DC. Find it old. There's a nut. There's more comic books out there than you're ever going to be able to read. And there's so many ways you can find them. Heck, you can go to the freaking library if you want to. You can go to the library. Because I have had enough of giving money to Marvel, DC, and just about any other comic book. I'm done. Ain't happening. It's over. But I missed talking with you guys about comics, so I am rescinding my I'm not going to do talk about anything. I'm not going to put money in their pockets. I'm just going to make sure I state don't put money in their pockets. Do what you can. Buy it somewhere else. See, the thing is, I don't have quite as righteous of a reason as you. I'm not saying I'm righteous. No, 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 I I am. I'm saying that you you, you decided it for for morals and principles. But just the same, I stopped buying New Marvel in DC a while back. And it was more or less a decision just based on the fact that they don't put out anything I like anymore. Well, that too. I mean... You know, it was uh, like about a year and a half ago or maybe a year ago with that whole House of X crap that started. And I was more pissed off with how I felt that they were ripping me off with, with, you know, recycling panels from previous issues. You know, it's like, this is what you guys are going to do. This is what you're charging all this money for. I'm like, this is crap. I mean, I was excited because it was Jonathan Hickman, but it was just like, no, what? No, I'm not See, paying this for this. I loved Hickman on the FF, and I had no enjoyment at all out of Hickman on the Avengers. So that's a hit and miss thing for me right there. Mm. I mean, if something comes along in a dollar bin, I might pick it up. But I'm not putting money directly into their pockets because that's stuff that's already been bought, cast away, and some and the LCS is trying to get their money back for it. And I know some LCSs don't even buy new books anymore. They're all dealing in back issues. Yeah, well, I, I've still I you know I still have my passion for back issues, mm-hmm. but like I said, it's been a while since I've uh, since I've bought anything new. Uh, and and I still had the mindset that if, you know, somebody who I respect says, hey, this new book that came out is really good, you might want to check it out, that I would consider it. Uh, again, because I don't really have a righteous reason for not doing it. My reason is more just quality. But, you know, I'll still buy old books. But it, like you say, those aren't putting any money in Marvel or DC's pockets because uh, I, I just don't like the quality of what comes out from them. I don't find it interesting. And as you just said, there's more stuff out there than I'm ever going to read anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, just recently we covered Why the Last Man, you know, and I I, I read all those, enjoyed it. I've now watched the entire series. Eh. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was it ended, and my, my grade I gave it on, on that show still holds. Eh. It's middle of the road. I've seen all ten episodes, and I was like, meh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I watched like the first the one and a half, and I didn't really... Much better. I wasn't really that intrigued by it, uh, so. Don't waste your time. Yeah, I'm don't not... Don't bother. I'm not all that caught up We're by it. we old, and that's what I'm like, you know what? I, I got to choose what I do with my time, because I may not have that much left. 
I know. Well, we're old men. Oh. Well, you don't know how much time we have left. You know, I mean, that's that's exactly. true. That's true for anybody. Yeah. So why waste it on crap? I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I that's why I, I love the old books. You know, it, it's uh, as our friend Shag has made into the mantra for the Fire and Water Network. He always says, "Find your joy." You know, find mm-hmm. find the books yeah. that make you happy and 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 read those and and revel in those. But you know, what's the point of doing ones that that you don't care for? Uh, you know, there was a point where I was being given digital copies of things and I wasn't having to pay for them. And my my biggest comment when I stopped being interested in even getting those is that it's a sad reflection on the comics industry when free is too expensive. It's yeah. It's not worth it. I mean, like I said, it took. It was so hard to stop buying the Avengers. I was just buying the Avengers because I have all the Avengers, so I got to keep buying them. And then I'm like, I don't need to keep buying these. I don't owe Marvel any. You know, people say, oh, well, you know, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I've been giving them the benefit of the doubt for like 40 years. Why do you have to give them the benefit of the doubt? Exactly. I don't even understand what what that means. I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship. Oh, they're going to change. No, they're not. They, we are not the demographic they are selling to, and it's it's it's, it's over. It's over. <laughs> Game over, man. Nothing's over till I say it is. Oh, wait a minute, wrong movie. It's never over. <laughs> But yeah, it it is over for me, and that's fine because I love the old books, and that's that's the whole idea. That's why I wanted to be on this show in the first place. That's why I've spent the last ten years on it. Yeah, you know, because we revel in old well, books, and that's what we're going to do today. Well, like somebody asked me, you're like, "Hey, are you going to go see the Eternals?" I'm like, I said to be honest with you, my interest in the MCU was over with Endgame. As well, far as I'm concerned, I'm good. I'm going I'm to done. see The Eternals. I don't think I'm going to see it in a movie. In fact, I'm very confident I'm not going to see it in a movie theater. Uh, but, you know, I will see it somewhere. Well, I mean, you know, like one guy was like, oh, are you going to watch Black Widow? You know, when it came out, I said, no, I'll catch up to it eventually. I said, but I'm not going out of my way. I'm not spending money on it. It was well, why not? I was like, she died in Endgame. Who cares? <laughs> they should have released. They should have released that in between. You know that and Captain Marvel in between Endgame, uh, in between Infinity War and Endgame. I don't know if it was done then, but they should have had that in production and done that way back then. I mean, because the character's dead. Yeah, we can see what her backstory is. But who cares? We know how she ends. And I seriously doubt now, after she sued Disney, that uh, make nice and bring her character back. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that's not happening. But I, you know, yeah. I, I saw it on on DC Plus. I mean, uh, DC Disney Plus, which is where I'll eventually see the Eternals, and which is where I'm going to see Shang Chi, because I'm not going to the movie theaters. I'm just not. I. Uh, I had said that uh, that James anyway, Bo- I, I had said James Bond was going to be the test for me because I love James Bond movies, 
So I thought, you know, when that movie comes out, that's going to be the one I'm going to go to the movie theater to see. And no, <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> well, isn't that going to come out on? Did yeah. that come out on? From what I understand, uh, sometime in November. HBO Max? From or does th- that come out on something else? I'm not sure which service it's on, but I'm, I'm, mm. I heard it's going to be sometime in November. So I can wait. I have a nice 75-inch TV set. I can wait. Well, I mean, you turn around and, you know, open something up or click the wrong page, and you're going to find out what happened in the movie anyway. So, I mean, I don't know if it's been spoiled for you yet, and I'm not going to say anything. Let's just say I've had mild spoilers. Yeah. So, and I mean, From those mild spoilers, I think I've figured out what happened. But I, I haven't gotten confirmation on it, and we'll leave it at that. Okay. So... All right, but anyway, so we're back to uh, I'm back to things as usual. I'm just probably every time I get I'm gonna I'm just gonna get on my soapbox for a second and say, yeah, don't waste your money on their new crap. Find the old crap. You may enjoy it better if it's to your liking. If you like their new stuff, more power to you. I don't think there's enough people out there that like the new stuff, so good luck. So today, kids. As I as I open my book of the official index to the Avengers of the Marvel Universe, I turn to page. There's no numbers in these pages. I turn to uh, to issue 103 is what we are going to discuss tonight. We are continuing on from when we covered 102. And, and just in case anybody's wondering, just to kind of set it all out there, we had been doing. The uh, Caps Kooky Quartet issues, and we kind of jumped to this one because we wanted to just mix it up. So we will be going back to that at some point, but for now we wanted to hit these. Yeah. So I'm going to have to start making a list of which ones we've done. (laughs) I mean, I know Gene's got the spreadsheet somewhere, I think. Yes, he does. Thank you, Gene. uh, Thank you again, Gene. Does he? i got to find the link for that. I thought I used to have it. Yeah, well, well I when I when I post ass. this, Gene will Gene will give it to you because he is, if nothing else, sufficient. Yeah. Yes. So we are covering Avengers 103 from September of 1972. Is that on the cover date? Actually, that's what the book says. Cover uh, the book said. Oh, okay. Well, then it was probably what was this? Uh, this book doesn't give me the actual sell date, but that's okay. We know it was. Probably about that or close. So our credits are Roy Thomas is the writer and the editor. Rich Buckler does the pencils. Um, Joe Sinnott does the inks and the cover inks. Sam Rosen does the letters. Frank Giacoya does the cover inks. And Maury Kiramoto does the letters. So... So we got two inkers on the cover? That doesn't seem right. Saying Joe Sinnott and Frank Giacoya do the covers. Do you got a different, uh, something different for the well, covers? Let me see what my, I, I had the page open. Hold on. Where is it? It says, uh, come on, there we go. It has Rich Buckler and Joe Sinnott on the cover on the, yeah, on the, on like the Marvel that. wiki. Yeah, I, and then in, in the uh, for the book itself, it says Rich Buckler and Joe Sinnott. It doesn't have anybody else mentioned. Does not mention Frank Giacoya. He might have helped out or something. And and lo- looking at the cover, it looks to me like 
it was the Sentinel facing off against Iron Man, Thor, the Vision, and Hawkeye, and that Captain America was added at the foreground afterwards as, a, as an afterthought. That's what it looks like to me. Because doesn't that Captain America look like a rich buckler? It, lo- it looks it, it almost looks like a combination, Rich Buckler or, or uh, Sal Buscema. Mm, mm. But I, I assume it's I assume all the pencils are by Buckler. Uh, but may, if if that thought process is correct, which I have no reason to believe it is, other than my own imagination. But if that thought process was correct, maybe Sinnet inked part of it, and then another part was done, and Giacoya did, you know, like the just the extra, or the other way around. Yeah. I don't know. But it looks to me what like like vision? like everybody else looks like they're natural in a natural pose. Captain America does not look natural to me. It doesn't look like he's standing on anything. Uh, he he it just he doesn't look right to me in the cover. Well, the whole thing you you saying that he might have been added because uh, like those beams coming out of Sentinel's fingers look really weird. It's like they almost kind of redrew and twisted the hand to point the beams to the to the shield. Because Cap's deflecting the blast from the Sentinel, but it's like that this the Sentinel, you know, his one hand does not look natural. No, the way it's firing. I mean, though. everything on it looks very well drawn to me. It just doesn't well, doesn't look like he built spot. Right. Hmm. Sorry, work's calling me, but they can wait. This is Avengers. This is important. Not like that work yeah, I don't crap. Hear it. Let me silence this phone. Silence! Silencio, por favor. Ah, I gotta get the other hand. And then on the other hand. Well, now they'll call the house phone. I'll still ignore them. Silent mode on. There we go. Well, they can leave me a message. All right. So that doesn't, doesn't really look like a natural position for the vision, though. Well, he's flying in towards the Sentinel. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't look. Why are you flying with your legs spread hey, like if that? I could. Oh, um, I could see jumping up in the air, maybe, but not going sideways. I don't know. It, it's you wouldn't dive in the water like that. Well, when when you say it doesn't look natural, <laughs> I I get what you're saying, but uh, I also think. It, it looks like it was drawn that way. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, maybe you wouldn't have drawn, you know, if you thought about it more, you wouldn't have drawn his legs in the, that position. But it doesn't look like he was an afterthought, which is what I'm thinking on, on the other, on True. Captain America. Yeah. It's like, you know, it looks like Bob Ross drew, you know, he drew this nice picture of the Sentinel and all these people and then decided to plop a tree right in front of it all. There's no accidents, only happy mistakes. Yes. And then we're gonna have a sentinel right here. We're gonna have some beams coming out of his hand. We're gonna, you know what? I think we should just put Captain America here. Yeah, yeah, right there, right there. Yeah, we're gonna have the shield up. Gonna have a little Kirby, Kirby crackle coming off the shield like that. I'm definitely dots. not unique on that, yeah. but I, I know a lot of people who used to watch Pavarotti used to say he just he made this beautiful picture and then he ruined it. <laughs> So that's our cover. We have a Sentinel, uh, and uh, basically he's g- gripping the crap out of Iron Man. Thor's flying in. Vision's flying in. Hawkeye's pulling his bow, and 
Captain America is way in the foreground deflecting a blast from the Sentinel. So, but we're going to cover the uh, synopsis real quick. There's a couple flashbacks in here I'm going to mention mention because it's not mentioned specifically in the in the synopsis. Uh, the Vision meets the Grim Reaper, which is from last issue, and Judge Chalmers releases the mutants captured by the Sentinels, because that uh, happens. Pietro remembers what happened in the past. I had to look up, because I couldn't remember, because uh, they just, through the whole book, they call him Judge Chalmers, Judge Chalmers, but his name... Is Judge Chalmers. Oh. Is at- <laughs> Well, that's why I was like, wait, is this guy's name? No, his first name can't be Judge. No, he is Robert C. Chalmers, federal judge, in case anybody was uh, concerned. So the synopsis goes like this. As the Avengers gather information about the Sentinels, Quicksilver speeds to the robot's mountain base, only to find it deserted. He then abducts Larry Trask, the son of the Sentinels' creator, in hopes that Trask can lead him to the robots and the kidnapped Scarlet Witch. By the way, uh, this is not a synopsis, but I'm going to fill this in. Trask was staying with uh, at Judge Chalmers' home. So, Trask tells Quicksilver of a second Sentinel headquarters in Australia. When the Avengers learn from Nick Fury that a beam fired from Australia is causing dangerous solar flares, they rush to its source which they uh, did so by superpowering a Quinjet with uh, Thor's hammer. Oh, and there was a Rick Jones appearance in there. Bitch. Thank you. There they find the Sentinel base and fight the robots. En route with Quicksilver, the clairvoyant Trask foresees the Avengers slain and the Earth destroyed. Oh, and there was also, on the letters page, includes a... uh, a letter uh, from future comics pro Wendy Fletcher, who would later be called Wendy Peeney of ElfQuest. Oh, okay, Peeney. yes, I am very familiar with Wendy and Richard Peeney. Yep, so. All right, so now we can jump into the book now that we've got the, the formalities out of the way. And that synopsis was really bare bones because there's things and stuff going That's on. That's okay when we're going to do a page-by-page breakdown anyway. Yeah, pretty much. So the whole thing, this whole book, every time I've seen it in my life, the first time I ever saw it, it was almost a Scott Gardner moment because I saw it without a cover, which is, you know, that's Scott's thing. Ah. And every time I've seen it, I think, why didn't Iron Man have his iron arms and legs on? <laughs> he was going casual. It's like he's got his chest plate, he's just wearing- his, his gauntlets, his boots, and his helmet. Oh, and I guess whatever he, whatever uh, you know, he wears around his waist, his cod piece. Well, I mean, uh, it's uh, uh, he's in shadow. That's all I could think of. Because if you look at it, the problem is they made it flesh tone. If they had made it white or silverish, I could, you know, then I'd be fine. But they made it flesh tone, and then they just added kind of the gold at the edges. So I guess it is supposed to be the lighting, but it just does not look right. That but, that coloring is bad. But even that, I know I've seen comics where people are being lit, like their their skin is being lit by a light source, and it looks just like that. Yeah. You know, it, it I think it's a, a very well drawn splash page. There's a lot going on. It's got you know, the uh, 
Rich Buckler version of Kirby Tech or or George Perez Tech, but mm-hmm. you know, but it, it just that that just distracts my eye every time. Well, it's a weird angle too. It's like you're 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 looking up from like you're sitting on the floor, right? Like if you're a little kid, like you're a toddler looking up because you're you know Thor is sitting at the table. You you know he's turning and he's seeing Iron Man. You're you're behind Iron Man. Way off in the distance is 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 Cap and uh, and the Vision are coming in. It's it's definitely an interesting. Interesting page, yeah. And then, like in the background, you have the uh, breakdown of the Sentinel, the structural diagram, speculative, hmm. with you know weapon pointing to its fingers. Weapon. <laughs> the whole body is a weapon. <laughs> well, look at the cover. It's using the fingers as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, basically, I guess this splash page is showing you know them. Uh, that they're having a meeting trying to figure out, you know, how best to sh- come up with a strategy to uh, come after the Scarlet Witch, you know, who was taken by the Sentinels. Uh, and mm-hmm. they're a little bit at a loss, and they're waiting for Captain America and Vision to come back. And in that same panel, they're coming back right then. And it's another kind of technical thing with this page, though, because on, on the right lower, uh, what you call it, caption, Thor is saying, still, if only Captain America and the Vision would return. And then all the way on the left, slightly higher, Captain America is saying, we're back, Thunder God, with all of the info S.H.I.E.L.D. could give us. And that looks to me like, if you're as you're reading this, it's almost going to be distracting because you're going to read Captain America's lines first. They're up higher and they're to the left. Yeah, it is a little different from normal... Uh you know, the normal reading style of a panel. The problem is, they, you know, I don't think there was a legitimate place on this page where they could move either of those, you know, either of those word balloons to make them fit, you know, better for a reading order. Uh, unless you moved, well, no, then you would have. The page is pretty cramped. I was going to say, unless you moved, if you moved Iron Man to the left and Thor to the left and then put them to the right. Yeah, but th- I'm sure the the, uh, the word would... balloons, the lettering by, uh, who is it, Sam Rosen, was being done after it was all drawn. So now to come back to Rich Buckler and say, could you just redraw this because I can't put this word balloon in the right <laughs> spot. I'm thinking Rich Buckler would say, you know what, too bad. Just just make sure you color Iron Man's legs the right color. Whoops. <laughs> so moving on to page two. Uh they go back and forth talking about uh, what went on. Iron Man is obviously fill, filled with angst, and he put, puts his, his <laughs> yeah. face in his glove uh, and says he, he can't help feeling that the whole planet is on the brink of imminent disaster. He is such the drama queen through this whole book. You know, I'm wondering, you know, with the Marvel method – you know, and Roy Roy Thomas didn't have any problem making people into drama queens anyway. But with the, with the Marvel method, I'm wondering if Buckler drew it so dramatically that it, that Thomas is saying, "Oh, I got to give him dra- dramatic lines," you know, just because the positioning with his head and you know, and his his face, you know, he's basically doing a a face palm. So they're also wor- wondering where Quicksilver has disappeared to because he's gone off on the, on his own searching for her, but. To me, that seems pretty obvious. Like you know, 
But I think they wanted to end this page with the line, where is Quicksilver? Because the next page opens up with Quicksilver. I just want to say one, 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 one quick thing. Maybe it's been a while since I've read older Captain America. I mean, I know he had at one point he was informal, but, you know, we're back, Thunder God. And then he says later to, uh, like in the next page, he, he, he says to Stark, so what do you suggest, mister? <laughs> and then in the following panel, he's like, he's pointing at him. If you've got a better idea on how to find those metal, you know, it's just like, hey, back off, dude. <laughs> I mean, was he the chairman at this point? I'm not sure who the chairman was at, at this point. I don't know, because it seems like everybody's going to Tony, but like Cap is, you know. But Cap was always the strategist. True. And, and then, uh, I like Vision. You've, you know, he says, you've merely put into words what we've all been thinking, Iron Man. What have you got to say? I say you? nothing <laughs> until I have formulated a hypothesis. <laughs> Thanks, Vision. You're really useful. But but and then Tony, bully for you. But we're no mortars. Mortars. Hey, oh wait, bully for you. But we're no mortals. Have have to be a bit more pragmatic. And, you know. And then you've got, you know. And he's talking to. Where is Quicksilver? And his chair is empty. Why? Everybody calm the calm down. Yeah, and then we have Quicksilver running through track. Now this is 1972. Why do those cars look like they're from the 50s? I like he runs by the car and they're yelling at him and I'm picturing Stan Lee from Endgame. <laughs> Slow down. Crazy drunk driver. Oh wait, that's the guy from uh, Back to the Future. The guy that always plays a bum, usually in John Carpenter movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't remember the actor's name. Sorry. So, so you know. So, Quicksilver's. Go ahead. No, he's just running and comes to that. That didn't sound good. Uh, hold on. I heard it beeping up in a loud crash. But in your house or? Outside. Do you need Out to check front. it? Yeah, let me go see what that oh. is. Hold on. Be right back. La 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 la. These are a few of my favorite things. Alvin, what do you want? Get out of here. All right. What? What did you say? You're going the wrong way. Oh, you're fine. You don't need to turn that off. What? You don't need to turn that off. I, I know. I said so I can turn it off. You can turn it up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, right now. I need to get back. No, I'm not done. I just had to see what that crash was. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Not a problem. I was a big... People next door were working on that house... So they're the, like they backed a big truck up in the yard. I don't know if they're unloading, taking furniture out because I don't know if somebody sold the house, but they've been cleaning up, taking away all the like dead trees and crap like that. So anyway, all right. So where were we? What were we talking about? Uh, we were up to the page with Quicksilver. Oh, and then I was saying, okay, all right. Let me just pick up. 
And then he's running and he's like, oh no, no. Comes skidding to a stop. Tearing up the sidewalk, probably. I, you know, I'm still, and I'm still not sure. You know, I, I obviously they did it as a plot point, and it makes total sense. But I'm still not sure why the public hates people who are born with superpowers. But if you got them through some sort of accident, it's okay. Uh, because it's the stand-in for yeah. No, I I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> you know, I get, oh, I get, okay. but I just don't understand. Like, there was never really a any point where they explained how the public knows this and why they feel this well, way. But I would say that makes perfect sense because racism doesn't make sense. Good point. Very good point. So, of you know, so being a mutie versus well, I got bathed in cosmic rays. Oh, you're great. Oh, you're just a mutant. Oh no, that's I, I'm I'm totally on board with that. That's that's fine. Good good point. So on the next page, an insult made a man out of Mac, which is always nice. A what? That's the the insult that made a man out of Mac. The Charles Atlas uh, ad. Oh 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 that oh. I, I skipped right by and went to the next page of the story. Sorry. That's so why I was like, what are you talking about? I don't see that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember reading that long ago. And what good does kicking a chair do and smashing a lamp? Apparently it helped you him. Know, look how, look how, look how pumped he got. Look at him at the top of the page when the, when the dude is holding him by the arm. And look at him at the bottom. Look what Charles Atlas worked. Miracles. <laughs> Uh, okay, moving moving on with the I Avengers make... story. So Quicksilver is very upset that the uh, place that he went to look for Wanda is empty. I guess the old Sentinel headquarters. And then uh, seen someone so dramatic, such a prima donna, looking for you know. Yes, the chamber is empty, but they were here. They were! Shouldn't those be thought balloons? I... Well, if they were going to be thought balloons, then I wouldn't have him whizzing around in a circle. I would have him with his hand to his face, thinking contemplatively. It fits more with his hot-headed personality spinning and saying those things out loud because that's the way I always picture Quicksilver flapping his gums and moving his feet. Okay. Quite the drama yes. queen. And then he thinks back to back when they were in those cylinders. And basically it's the, uh, the brotherhood of evil mutants. You got Vanisher, the blob, uh, what's it called? The toad, Mastermind. They make mention of Eunice, but I don't see him at all. And yeah. Quicksilver and Wanda. It 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 took me a moment to realize that Mastermind was the one that was saying "Get them," pointing to Scarlet Witch and um and Quicksilver because I was like, wait, is that because he's wearing the same color suit as Judge Chalmers? So I'm like, wait a minute, Judge Chalmers just released them. Why would he be telling them to get them? And then I realized, 
And then from reading the synopsis and seeing that some of the guest appearances was Mastermind, and I was like, oh. And then on like the following page, you see Mastermind, but he's not colored in a brown suit. He's colored in blue. So I think there was a coloring error from, from page to page. Which goes with our coloring error on the first page. Yeah. So Because that's why I'm assuming he would know, Mastermind would know that Scarlet Witch had lost her hex power. Do we know who the colorist was on this not? book? Uh, well, back in the beginning, I don't think it really says, but in here, it says... Do, 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 Whoever it was do, did a sloppy do. job. Pencils, inks, letters, inks... It uh, does not list a colorist. Yeah, there's no... Probably a good thing. And then, even, even on the this flashback, on the, uh... The second page of the flashback, it looks like uh, Quicksilver has eyeshadow on. Huh. Could be. And uh, I guess I guess we have some you know some early uh, foreshadowing for Mastermind having. Uh, well, actually, in in the X Men, his crush was on uh, on Jean that he followed up on, but here he's got one on uh, on Wanda. I guess you know. He's one of these guys with the unrequited love who, you know, anybody who comes across, oh, I love her. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, you're you're saying that Toad has No, this is uh, Mastermind. He, uh... No, 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 because Toad says, no, oh. I'll go with Wanda and Pietro, not you. And then Blob says, no wonder since you've That's got right. a crush on That's that right. skirt. That's right. I'm thinking, I'm he's, I'm thinking he's saying it to Mastermind, which he's not. <laughs> you got to be careful when you read that last balloon of uh, Blob. If you read it too fast, it's going to sound like this. I'm with you, Mastermind. Me, me anus. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Me and Unus here. <laughs> I know. I'm such a juvenile uh, delinquent. Yeah, don't don't change. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, Wanda and Pietro feel weak when they go by Larry Trask and his disco medallion. Yep, that's when that's when uh, why. when Pietro's got his eyeshadow on. Yeah, but it's well, he looks more like a Clipso from DC Comics because half his face is yeah, in that a little bit. He's light. got got a little bit of a Clipso going. Yeah, which I don't know how much of uh, Star Girl you've been watching. I still but, have uh, to. I still have to sit down and watch it. Have you finished season one? Yes, I watched one? all of season one, which I really enjoyed. Oh. And I, I honestly don't know why I'm having such trouble watching season two, because I really enjoyed season one. But so far... Season two is all about Eclipse, though. So, which that was the spoiler, at, not the spoiler, but that was the tag at the end right. of season one. That What is the cat doing? The cat is... I guess sit there and curl up on the thing. Yeah, stop walking around over all the shelves. So now uh, Quicksilver's, uh, you know, having the moment of yeah, Larry Trask. Yes, I still think a lot of this should be like here. You, this should be word, word balloons. If he's in motion, I could see him speaking out loud. If he's just standing still, he should really, you know, 
You're looking a little crazy, dude. You're talking to yourself in an empty room. Larry Trask, yes, Larry Trask. If any man might know where those androids have moved the apparatus from this place, it would be the son of their creator. Why wouldn't it be their creator? He snapped his finger. Isn't he dead? It's a good thing he didn't have an infinity gauntlet. (laughs) And help me he shall, or live to regret it. And so he goes to Long Island... Long, Long Island, Island, where Judge Chalmers lives. How do you know it's... Oh, yeah, because he says, uh, once I recall that Judge Chalmers lived on... It wasn't hard to learn his address. And I'll make him tell me where Larry Trask is now. Is now. By any means I have. Well, lo and behold, he's already there. Do you know where 5 Rigo Avenue is, I don't, is, but Paul? if I did, I would visit Judge Chalmers. I don't think Judge Chalmers is alive at this point. He looked like Colonel Sanders back then, and this is like... Almost 50 years ago. So I guess Larry always has to wear that medallion. I mean, I I remember his his dad saying, don't take it off ever. So. Right. And eventually it comes off. But not yet. Judge Chalmers pulls a gun on him. Well, Judge Chalmers uh, looks like maybe he got frozen by Captain Cold. (laughs) Oh. And I know what he wants. And he was frozen solid. He wants you, Larry, you. Yeah, whips out a gun on Quicksilver. What a maroon. Yeah, not really uh, not really a move you're going to get away with anyway, but whatever. Although uh, Quicksilver was killed in uh, Age of Ultron by a gun, so maybe I'm wrong. Oh, well, that's true. Hmm. Maybe guns are his weakness. Didn't they do something in, uh, in like Ultimate Avengers or something where, where like he he went to uh, to like stop a bullet and it went through his hand, you know, like li- literally like went you know, through his I, hand, like injuring him. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. It's been so long since I've read the Ultimates. You know, maybe that's something we should do at some point because technically they are some Avengers. Perhaps. So. But not today. So, uh, so, oh no, no, no. So yeah, he grabs Larry and beats feet. <laughs> <laughs> if only Scott were here. These cops get here pretty quick because the private burglar alarm. I mean, Quicksilver was only in there. Uh, technically, one. Well, wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six panels. He was inside the building. We get two police arrive, and they're they're Rod and Fred complaining that uh, you know I don't get it, Rod. That private burglar alarm and the judges calls us here, and all we get to see is the back end of that Any guy. Any idea who that's supposed to be? That they gave them those names? I have no idea. We're off with the uh, Chalmers permanent house guest. Would you like to read the part of Rod, since I did Fred? That just wasn't that wasn't just any guy, Fred. That was one of the Avengers. We better put an all, put out an all points bulletin on him fast. Though I'm betting it won't be near fast enough. <laughs> Thanks, Officer Muldoon. It could be worse. I could be Tootie. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh. By the way, that show is hilarious. 
I was telling Ben about that show. He was, because uh, we were discussing uh, the monsters was on. He's like, oh, I love the monster. He loves Fred Gwynn. And I was like, and and in the show, Herman was actually, you know, he, he said, car 54, where are you? And I was like, oh, that's a good callback. And Ben didn't realize that he was on that other show. Car 54 was much funnier than the monsters. And I love the monsters. But Car 54 was better. <laughs> Car 54, I, I just, you know, they did it for two seasons. I think it was hilarious. I mean, I know we're tangenting here. And I was just talking about this the other day with one of my friends, how Joey Ross was so good on that show. He was hysterical, and a lot of it was just the way he delivered his lines. Like, if you you know, if you had somebody else reading those lines, they wouldn't be nearly as funny. When that show was done, he did a show called It's About Time, uh, another, what's a Sherwood Schwartz show. Uh, and it was uh, in the vein of Gilligan's Island. It's, you know, uh, prehistoric cavemen who uh, astronauts come and are in their t- time in the first season. Oh, yeah. And then in the second season, actually, the cavemen come to the present time. And the show is not funny. And it's disappointing because, like I said, his yeah. a lot of his humor is based on just his delivery. And yet the show is still not funny. Anyway, back to the Avengers. Where we get to the Avengers Mansion, and Cap is looking for the uh, for Quicksilver on the boob tube, <laughs> and then Nick Fury comes in with his stogie and all. Now I like the Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury, but I miss the uh, the old Nick Fury. Yeah. It's not yeah. a matter of, uh, you know, I oh, I, the, 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 what they replaced him with sucks. It's, you know, what they replaced him with is good. But I kind of like both. I, I like I would have preferred they just kind of had two separate characters. Anyways. Uh, he says, he tells them that S.H.I.E.L.D. has a uh, worldwide check on the Sentinels. And he's got nothing to report. Cat. <laughs> I ain't got nothing. I got nothing. Cap else. says, you know, that's not good. They're, they're planning something for big. And Nick says, you're probably right as rain, but we sure can't. Then Iron Man uh, interrupts that they get something from Star Cor- from the Star Course satellite. And then we cut mm-hmm. to the Vision walking through the uh, the corridors. And uh, what do you think of the lighting on that one? Again, I'm not I'm not crazy about the coloring. It's supposed to look, you know, like he's walking through a dark corridor. First of all, I would think the corridors would be well lit uh, in Avengers Mansion. Well, yeah. I mean, well, it could be some service tunnel type thing. I mean, because remember, I mean, he could phase through anything. So he could be walking through anywhere in the, you know, in the tunnel that in in the mansion that doesn't need to be lit or may not even normally be lit. But you would think maybe his body would be more in shadow. Although, you know, unless we have cat vision and we can see in the dark, but you know, it's 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 Esk, a choice. It's all right. That's what it looks like. Wow. Now, I, I got a. It's not a beef. It's kind of, uh, and I didn't go back to the last issue to look around. So he's got this funky um, cold Medina medallion around his neck, and nobody says, "Hey, where'd you get that medallion with a skull and a crossbone on it?" Because I believe that's what it was in in the last issue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his way to communicate with the Grim Reaper. Nobody's like, "Hey, that's a that's a that's a different uh, fashion." <laughs> that's pretty nasty thing. looking. 
what's with that? Unless, uh, well, no, no, because that's that would be a lot of control. And like, unless he could just control his density and let it slip into his body so nobody could see it. But then, how would it stay hang hung around his neck? So that's yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking he does that. He should have like a pocket in his cape or something. So he 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 has this little flashback to his uh, meeting with the Grim Reaper in the previous issue, when Grim Reaper said, "Decide, decide, 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 <laughs> decide, decide, decide." It looks like he's having a hard time coming through that wall in the previous panel. You know what that reminds me of when uh, in in the old Adventures of Superman when he walked through the wall, the big giant yeah. block, and and he he had to yeah. like go very slowly. It looks to me like the vision's mm-hmm. going very slowly through that. That was a guy that hid inside it, right? Because he was hiding from Superman. He was waiting for like something to expire, and he rolled back the atomic clock. Yeah, right? he was. <laughs> so so the guy let himself out with like acid or something. He let himself out like seven minutes yeah. early. Because for like the past month he had been speeding it up or whatever, but it's like, okay, I've been. I think it was he had to be in there seven years to be marked, made to yeah. be made legally dead, and then they wouldn't be able to prosecute right. him. And, and you know, you waited seven years. Do you really have to come out the minute the clock rings twelve? <laughs> I'm free. You, well, like seven years. Is you know, a long but maybe time, you want to wait an extra day. You know, just in case you screwed up with daylight savings time or something. Well, leap year. I'd, I'd probably uh, wait an extra month just, just to be safe. Yeah. Well, you know. Speaking of daylight savings time, that'll be this weekend. Well, it'll uh, be this weekend for us. Well, at least it's fall back. People who are listening, so it won't get an be. Extra. Yeah, the problem with the uh, fall back is my dogs don't know that it's daylight savings time. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. they'll, st- they'll be oh, get no. waking me up an hour earlier than, I, you know, than I, they normally would. Mm. Mm. Yep. So Vision pops in to uh we pick back up to um Iron Man talking to Peter Corbeau. Who, you know, I hadn't realized he oh, was introduced so his... early. You know, I, I remembered him, you know, when uh Chris Claremont brought him into the X Men and I, I like I didn't realize he was already around at that point. Oh, you thought I he thought he was, was a new character was, at that. Right. Yeah, no. Star Corps has been around. Let's see if they, do they have... Uh, I'm just trying to see if they have something where it says that when Peter Corbeau was first introduced. Oh. Uh, well, hold on. I, they'll probably give me in the book here, Peter Corbeau. Peter Corbeau, Earth 616. Uh... Peter Cooper, U.S. First appearance in Incredible Hulk 148, February 1972. So the same time as this, actually. Ah. Says he was last in Hulk 148. Wait, did you say he was created? That's where it says, says, according to the Marvel Wiki, that's his first appearance. Oh. And, wow. So his next appearance after, so he went from there to here. His next appearance is in 1974 in Hulk 172. Hulk 172. Hmm. Is that one with the Cobalt Man? Possibly. Mm. Would that, you think maybe the UFOs? No, I think that predates the UFOs. 
I'm going to quickly look up Oak 172. His name was pretty cool. Peter Corbeau. He's got his little handy, his little fancy schmancy microphone. Well, Hulk 172 is Hulk and the Juggernaut joining forces. Hmm. Against what? I don't know. Against the army. I'm just looking at the cover, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Pierre Corbeau wears a suit in space. <laughs> he's a stylish dude. I mean, I guess he's up on some satellite, and you know, he's got to. You know what? Uh, I'm going to bring a suit. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's got some dire news. Something's wrong with the sun. Well, if, if you remember, Fatally the previous wrong. appearance of the X-Men, of the X-Men, of the Sentinels, was when they were in the X-Men they and they the went sun. to the sun to stop the source of mutation. Sentinels in the sun. Sentinels in the sun. Sentinels in the That's sun. That's why Superman would have thrown them anyway. Yeah, but a lot of good that would do. Because they went in the sun and they came back. Uh, Hawkeye's getting impatient. So much for the weather report. Early morning solar flares <laughs> followed by nothing. And so then, uh, don't stand there arguing with me, Avenger. Move! So he takes off. And that's when they say, oh, well, we're going to get... Uh, uh, yeah, Thor, you're gonna, you're gonna, well, you know, with the help of a certain uh, Asgardian and a storm tossing hammer, that's how they're gonna get to Australia with the Quinjet. Right, but but they're out of nowhere. That can happen. <laughs> Why is Rick Jones in this issue? So, well, so he was gonna be playing. I thought, you know, Cap says. Rick Jones, Rick, Rick bitch. Jones, bitch. What are you doing here? I thought you were playing a concert date over in Shove My Concert Date. I just heard the news about the sun flares. So at first when I read that, I was like, wait a minute. Did he just read? He's reading the comic. You know? <laughs> well, I was like, how did it, like, there's no way this would be public news. There would be mass panic in the streets, you know, that there's going to be sun flares that are getting worse and could destroy the, yeah, I'm just, but the ways it's explained in the actual book, they're saying that Jarvis filled him in. Cause this next line is, I figured you, you, you guys have to get into the act. And Jarvis told me the rest, but the way this reads is that he heard about the sun flares, then talked to Jarvis. So that doesn't jive with what's in the official. No, handbook. it really doesn't. So, 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 so make room. You got yourselves another passenger. Afraid not, Rick. Bitch. <laughs> well, at this point, he's hanging out with Captain Marvel anyway, so I don't even know why he's over here. Oh, not yet, because doesn't it say next? He's next on sale. Uh, oh, it, Rick Jones, but equally momentous events await you in the pulse pounding pages of the reborn Captain Marvel mag. Now on sale. What else? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he was already part of that magazine or that issue. That comic. Well, Captain Marvel, I'm looking after the Kree scroll. Yeah, and him using his, you know, mental skills, blah blah blah, and he even mentions that. And but they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact remains, you don't have any powers. Beat it, kid. 
go away. You bother me. Well, we're up to Captain Marvel 22 at this point. I just looked on the page where they list all the books coming out that month. And uh, I'm pretty sure he was with him before that. He got his new his new costume, Captain Marvel, I think, in issue 17. And I thought Rick was with him even then. Well, maybe. So I think he's hanging out with Captain Marvel, and he, he's not allowed to be over here and be snapper car. Hmm. And so the Quinjet takes off with Thor powering it with his hammer, just because they happen to have something that will convert... Uh, what you call it, Uru Hammer energy into uh, into some sort of combustion. Now, now did, did those two things slide down and touch the hammer, or was it already a perfect fit for Thor's hammer? Yeah, that just seems a little much. I mean, it's cool looking, but just well, the fact that it exists. What's a little much is, how big is this freaking Quinjet? Like, you got the three of them up in the front. They're all jammed in. And then when they cut back, oh, take take a look at steerage, Boatslinger. This is what Iron Man says to, to Hawkeye. And you see uh, Thor back there in this huge piece of machinery with his hammer stuck in there. And then, then they pull back even further <laughs> in the next panel. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's well drawn, but conceptually it seems kind of dumb. Yeah. So then we cut Ooh, back to surprise uh, coin what's packet. that? I was I was looking oh, at the ad. Surprise ads. coin packet for a dollar. You get grit. Surprise coin package and back to Quicksilver and Larry Trisk and and he takes off his medallion. My amulet. Ah! My medallion. So you know the medallion releases his own mutant powers. Which we'll learn by the end of the thing that it's some type of precognition, mm-hmm. possibly, or maybe not a hundred percent good. If I remember the following issue, no. but it, it it keeps him from having his powers manifest. But it also, I think, put like a damper on his memories. The medallion, yeah, which is kind of. Uh, I guess uh, a coincidence because you figured, you know, how, how does it, it's kind of selective. How does it know what's yeah, damn? Exactly. It's, 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 it's yet so, another example of comic book science or technology that you just have to say, yeah, okay, it did that. It's only going to damp these memories. <laughs> You're going to remember how to do everything else you know how to do. You know, talk, speak, walk, have skills, your name, where you live. Who Judge Chalmers is, but not this. <laughs> so then he remembers that there's a, a Sentinel base in Australia, right next to the big house owned by Lex Luthor. Yeah. Uh-oh, the dog's coming in. <laughs> now the dog's in here. So uh, Quicksilver... It now has the medallion like getting closer to him. So would he automatically forget? Yeah, what it, it has Wait, to be around you, his neck to work. I, 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 apparently not because when you know what? Because when Wanda and Quicksilver get close to him, they feel weaker. Why didn't they forget like who they were? Yeah, but he put it back <laughs> when he leaves. He puts it back around his neck. Puts back his neck. Yeah. 
Well, because he was having, you know, all oh, the sights, the sounds, oh, my head, blah, blah, blah. But when he pulled it off his neck, he snapped it. He broke it. And then and then he just yeah, puts it back on him. Quicksilver is a master uh, jeweler, was able to fix that chain. And so we arrive in Australia. So wait a minute. So if Quicksilver is weaker when he has the when he's around the medallion, how's he able to run so fast? Shh. Still. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they probably yeah. should never added that panel with him being weaker around it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but how else would you figure out it's the medallion? Well. How many times can the guy walk around and say, Oh, my dad told me never to take this medallion off. Hint, hint. <laughs> Somebody might just, sh- yeah, shut up. I'm taking your medallion away from you. You're really annoying me. So we arrive in Australia. And just to make sure that we, you know, put a little stereotype in there, as as the Quinjet gets close, <laughs> we have a shot looking at two Aborigine, Aborigine tribe men. You know, standing standing guard, which have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the story at all. But we have to see them there. One of them should be playing a didgeridoo. That's my version of a didgeridoo. I think that was not too bad. No, maybe. No. So they, they all have to uh, make a quick exit from the uh, Quinjet, which explodes. Because he got hit with a heat ray. It's a heat ray! So we have three flying Avengers, and Thor is uh, giving Captain America a ride. And um, Hawkeye's grabbing uh, Tony's hand. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hawkeye uh, needs, a, needs a lift yeah. also. As, he, as, he is, as his shoulder comes out of the socket. <laughs> so much for that drawing arm. Ow! Pull that bow now and back. They, and they, they surmise that an invisible ray came from this volcano, which resembles nothing so much as a, a giant anthill. But it's doubtlessly yeah, they, w- filled with superpowered sentinels. Yep. And as if uh, on cue, as they start to go up the, uh, the mountain, which is reminiscent of the volcano in You Only Live Twice, in my mind. Uh, but Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the vision uh, is is grabbed by a by a giant sentinel arm before he, before he Snitch! has a chance to uh, adjust his density, and then he can't. He I, I don't know exactly why, but it says it adjusted itself to me in moments. Cannot pass through his hands. I, I just hear Dave Chappelle from one of, from the Chappelle show. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Uh, we missed a coloring error on the previous page. Uh, Cap's gauntlet is yellow oh, yeah. underneath his shield, which is really weird looking. Yes, you're you're correct. And, and then uh, Iron Man, who hadn't used his powers around the Sentinels before, is able to get vision released. Hawkeye is able to hit him with a, a well, a vibro shaft. Oh my. <laughs> the uh, I don't know the, the the sentinel who he hit. It almost looks like you know, like the tingly feeling you get in your feet if they fall asleep. Like it looks like his whole body's doing that. 
He's like, oh, my God, I feel like my whole body went to sleep. Oh, this is so annoying. I can't fight. But Vision is, even though he's been released, he's laying out. And uh, you know, Captain America is saying, strange, I didn't think he was hurt that badly. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. This is it, Avengers. <laughs> the showdown, Cap says. Very, very dramatic. And yeah. Then, uh, I say so. Then Avengers assemble. And we cut to a plane with Quicksilver and Larry Trask on it that they commandeered from JFK with his fancy, I guess, Avengers ID. But that's it's going to take a while for a plane to get to Australia. Well, and that's what the guy says. And then, you know, the pilot has a thought bubble. Crazy muni. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Larry's got his... Uh, now, where does this power come from? Which which power are we speaking of? The, the precognition? He, he thinks he must... No, not the precognition. He creates a space warp. Oh, yeah. Space warps the plane to to uh, to Australia. Yeah, I, I have no clue. Well, it's like they're, they're saying he's mentally intercepted whatever beam is emitting the power source, and he somehow manipulated and changed it. And now, now he's you know he says that his power is is uh, clairvoyance, and and he could see. I could see minutes, mere minutes into the future, where I behold the sentinel called Number Two. blasting your fellow avengers to atoms wait now i can see a bit further ahead only a little further but not too much too much i see one great final sun flare reaching millions of miles across the dark passes of space i see that solar flare striking our earth and i see that earth destroyed i see a spaceship with three apes from the future coming back to our present time (laughs) oh wait no no wrong movie and now some more foreshadowing. And now I see nothing, nothing but blackness all around. But what else can I expect to see after the end of the world? And now Quicksilver looks, you know, like uh, the Italian Indian guy from the litter commercials. You know, all, all, all we need is a tear coming down. And then we show the plane from a long shot, and we have to have a little koala bear in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Next, World's End. So we have at least one more issue to do in this run before we move on to something else the koala bear on the back of the the baby koala bear is going holy crap did you see that plane <laughs> the baby koala bear singing and i saw the earth come to an end what'd you think what did you think of the and, issue overall oh it had been a while since i read this so it was like it was coming back to me but uh i enjoyed it you know i i missed this I miss the old books. It's been a long time since I read something a little I, older. I enjoyed it, and I think the artwork holds up to my memory. I think the story yeah. is a little sillier yeah. than I remembered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming out of the uh, the Kree-Skrull War into this is kind of like, oof. And the, color, the coloring I mean, errors are, are disconcerting, honestly. Yeah. What was it, a coloring error or a printing error? I think, think it's a coloring error. Mm. Or several coloring errors, actually. Yeah. But 
overall, I still kind of, uh, I still enjoyed the book though, and you know some of that's nostalgia, and some of it is the artwork, and some of it is the general storyline trying to not worry so much about the finer details. Mm-hmm. So I guess we could rate this book now. Uh, you want to go? You want me to go? Or do you want to do the combined? I'll go. Uh, the cover. The cover. I know that you always love. You don't like the ones that are blocked off, if I remember correctly, right? I don't. Right? I, I really don't <laughs> see what that does on a positive level. And that was big in this this time frame of of the Avengers, or many Marvel books, actually. I mean, it's not like they were saving on ink because they had to put that, you know, that color yep. up there too. No, I think it was to make the title more bold and stand out on the mm. newsstands. But I, I, I think overall the cover suffers for it. Well, I'm going to give the cover. I think I'm going to give it a B plus because even though, I mean, I don't have a big issue with the with the block. You know, you know, with the block picture in the center. Even though inside that we've got still a lot of block colors. We have the all white background. We have the big yellow, which I guess, looking at this, it could, would be the sun. You know, which is a key plot point in the story. But it does look a little weird with Cap kind of maybe like a color form added in at the last minute. So I'm going to give the cover a B plus. Uh, docking a little bit of points for the coloring errors for the in the art. Um, aside from that, I mean, like even with Quicksilver thinking, you know, being a little crazy, talking to himself, it is very. You could feel the motion, which you know you would. It'd be nice with Quicksilver since he does move so fast. And um, and just look, I don't see anything else that really stands out like bad. I I do like when Quicksilver is running, how they like the long shot where he's running with him, where when he's snatched him up and he's got him under his arm like a baby doll. It's just it, it really really conveys the motion. Um. I think the 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 art where Thor is jammed his hammer into the Quinjet's engine, you know, you got some nice Kirby crackle in there. Um, so overall, I'm going to give the art a uh, a minus. Uh, as for the story, <laughs> it's a little goofy. Uh, you've got some contrivances that you just like. Okay, all right, I'll just let that go. So I would give the story uh, like a B minus. So B plus, I think overall. Not unfair. For the book, for me. I think the cover is very well drawn, and despite I've, the fact that I've expressed my uh, dissatisfaction with the blocking of the cover, I try not to hold that against the artist. Uh, because you know it's really kind of more of a uh, editorial decision than it is an artistic one. I think everyone on the cover is well drawn, but I just think the placement of the characters doesn't look quite right, and the sun just looks a little 
nothing. It, it just looks it just looks like a big red, yellow circle in the middle. Like it doesn't really look like it's the sun. Oh yeah, it doesn't look like the sun. So so no, I don't really I mean, like I don't that as as a. The sun. I was just kind of putting thoughts into. I was just putting my own thoughts in there. I don't. Oh, really I think know it, is it is the sun, the sun, but I just think it's 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 just a quick. Let me let me pull up, pull out my. Uh, my my compass and draw a circle and fill it full of yellow. Uh, so I don't. I don't, and we the sun. I don't think it really adds anything at all to this. Uh, on the other hand, a plain white background wouldn't have done anything either. But I think it, you know it would have been better served to have some kind of real background. But anyway, yeah. uh, I do think it's well drawn. Although I think, like I said, the composition of it lacks a little. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say. I'm going to make it as above average, but I'm going to say a B minus because I think, you know, it could have been just so much better. The interior art, mm-hmm. I really think is, is really good. The, the art and the inking, I think is very solid. It's, it's, you know, something I, I really enjoy overall. You know, I, I don't want to deduct points for the coloring, but I find it hard not to. So I'm going to say I would have made this an A for the interior art. But I'm going to make it an A minus because of the, really just because of the coloring. If it was colored better, it would be an A book as far as I'm concerned. The story, I kind of like where the story goes, but I just think there's those elements in it that are silly. But it's not so much in the overall plotting; it's more just in the, uh, you know, in the explanations that Roy Thomas gives, or or possibly a little bit of a, a being out of sync. Uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, due to the Marvel method where, you know, Rich, is, Rich Buckler is, is putting these drawings down that, are, that look great, but they're not quite what Roy Thomas wanted. So now he has to come up with dialogue to fit them. Mm. So I, I think there's, there may be a little element of that going on. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's his job and that's the way this worked. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I am going to take away from him a little bit on that. I'm going to say because I like the way the story goes overall, I'm going to give it a B. And overall, I'll give the book a B plus because I did really enjoy it, even though it has some flaws. Okay. So that will do it for mm. Avengers 103. I think I'd like to just take a couple of minutes, if we can, and read a couple of pieces of email. Sure. So, the first one if I can is from our that. friend Russell, and it's on Back to the Bins 484, which was email, comic talk, and more, which is a Paul and Bill episode. Anyway, oh, hi guys, hope all is well. I don't usually write back to you on the email shows, but something told me to do so on this particular one. Where to start? I think Bill was mentioning air fryers. We too have one from Power XL. It's great. <laughs> So far, we've done steak, burgers, ham, and chicken. It takes some practice to figure out timing and all that, but I'm very satisfied with our purchase. One of you brought up Van Halen. I'm not proficient on them, but I do remember our senior prom's theme was Why Can't This Be Love? Not my choice, but what you going to do? I, like both of you, prefer David Lee Roth, 80s version. Next, I must congratulate Bill on finishing to organize his comics. Russell, they're probably out of order already. I remember. No, they're not. <laughs> I remember it taking me a long time. Although I do have two, I haven't put in anywhere yet, but they're separate from. There you go. There we outside. Go. I remember it taking me a long time to get everything into collectors. Eventually, getting the app. I don't have nearly the amount of books you do, but now I always have them in my pocket. 
If I ever see a comic and can't remember if I have it, I reach for my iPhone. Unlike you guys, I am still watching The Flash. I do agree that Barry... What was it? Barry can get on your nerves, but I've gotten this far and can't quit till the end. This year will open up mm-hmm. with Armageddon, which I have no idea about. Pretty much anything post-crisis, I am clueless. I'm trying hard to keep up with Marvel programming on Disney+. Plus. We still haven't watched Loki, and I want to see the Black Widow movie. I thought What If was awesome, as was WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I wonder about your thoughts on the programming so thus far and what you're looking forward to. I can't wait to see She-Hulk. One of you mentioned misquoting song lyrics. One that I had fun with was Africa by Toto. I left my brains down in Africa. (laughs) Finally, Bill brought up Foster Brooks after a hiccup burp. I remember him very well. He was always so funny. One of our earliest appearances, or one of his earliest appearances, was on the Steve Allen Show. Steve's wife, Jane Meadows, was there, but I didn't know Foster Brooks was putting on. Oh, but didn't know the Foster Brooks mm-hmm. was running around. She really thought he was drunk. It was hilarious. I think the last thing I saw him in was the Mork and Mindy playing Mindy's boss. I guess that's all for now. <laughs> I have many more Back to the Bins emails to write, but not enough hours in the day to write them. Hopefully I'll have time soon. Thank you once again for keeping me entertained. I was at work this time. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. Thank you, Russell, as always. And I'm going to read one more. Yep from our friend Socrates, only because he poses a question, so I think it could be interesting. Is that in a it different is. email thing? It's I... in the oh, Gmail okay. account. Good, good morning, well. back to the bins. Simple question from the lifelong collector to other lifelong collectors with more seniority. How much is too much comics? I'm finding <laughs> 80s, 90s, and early 2000 comics in the cheap bins, so I'm able to fill gaps 12-year-old Socrates had in his collection for cheap, and it's awesome. I love finding and reading those missing issues. The problem is I'm quickly building up what was already a large collection. I have space, and I love reading comics, but the maintenance of the hobby is not my favorite part. Going digital seems the best solution, but I have interest in... I have no interest in staring at a screen for more than 10 minutes outside of work. I'd work to build a ne- I, I worked to build a near cri- complete crisis to crisis DC universe. I have a sprinkle of Marvel with 90s X-Men and the Heroes Return era and all the image stuff. But how, ma- how many comics are too many comics? Best regards, Socrates S. Alvarez III. You know, Socrates, we've been asking that question pretty much forever. Um, I know for me, and this is going to kind of go against what you're saying here, uh, I've eliminated most of the stuff that you're talking about from my collection. Uh, I have some stuff that would fit that, but most of my books are from the Silver Age up until about Crisis, and then I stopped. There are some posts that, but I I, I would say 90% of my books fit, fit, fit in the range that's all pre-Crisis. Because as we talked about in the beginning of the show, you find what you love and that's what you go with. And those are the books that I love. Now, if you love the, you know, the 90s and 2000 stuff, by all means, you know, it comes down to the question of do you have the storage space for it? And do you have a, do you have some sort of exit strategy? I would say my, my exit strategy is lacking right now. So, but I do have storage space for what I have. Well, 
even though I've given away boxes upon boxes, long boxes, short boxes, traded in boxes for other things, I am basically at critical mass with my collection. I can really not take that. I don't have any more space. I have pretty much used all the space I have. I could maybe fit another. Well, I mean, I got rid of a whole shelf because I was able to consolidate once I got things organized. And I have, I actually have four bo- four or five boxes that I need to get rid of, but I don't know how to get rid of them. This is where you would cue Scott Gardner. I'll take them. <laughs> I, I'd like to actually get some cash for them, Scott. <laughs> because I don't really know what they're worth. And uh, I, I may work something out with Scott because he's got a bigger uh, Facebook footprint than, uh, not Facebook, uh, eBay footprint than I do. Because I just don't want to give them away because I think I might have some gems in there. But I, as for actively collecting, you know, I've been like, oh, yeah, I'd really like to get a lot of those old caps and, and things. But I don't really have a big amount of cap and, and Hulk. I've got a lot of Thor, Fantastic Four, Iron Man, Avengers. And over on the DC side, I've, I've been going and I've been doing a lot of the Justice Society, All-Star Squadron, the Justice League. And that's what I've been collecting over there. A little bit of Batman and the Outsiders. I've got almost all of those. Uh, I think so for like some of the newer issues of the newer series. But and I can't take. Well, it's not that I can't take it. I just I just can't handle anymore. It's it's thirteen thousand comic books, not counting the four boxes of stuff that I didn't even put into the collection. Of you know sh- short sh- small short boxes, it's just thank God I got shelving space for it. That I when my wife worked at Bell's Outlet, they had they were closing one of the stores and they were throwing away shelves, and I was able to get some shelves that I could put my comics on. If not, forget it because they would be just short box stacked up on short box on on the ground, and I'd never be able to sort through anything or find something quickly. So. Yeah, you do reach a point where, unless you're independently wealthy and have, here's Foster Brooks, have a ton of space, you just you just can't, you just have to stop. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, and what's the exit strategy? I think I've told them if if I go before Scott or Paul that I told my wife you need to talk to them about what to do with them. Let them say yeah you you know this is good this is crap. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll be glad to help. So I got to say on that. I know I was at critical mass with mine, and that was when I decided to pare down. And we've talked about this on the show. Hello, hello. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was, you didn't. I was, I was giving a whole explanation there for a moment. So yeah, it's your loss. Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, you know, I, I think I was at critical mass at one point, a couple, whatever, two, three years ago. And I decided to pare down, and that's when I got rid of most of my 90s and 2000 on books. And, you know, I kept some, but I got rid of most of those, and I kept the ones that I just talked about earlier. And looking at my CLZ app, I currently have 6,594 books that are that have been categorized. I probably have a handful that mm-hmm. haven't, uh, but only a handful. So it's somewhere in the – somewhere between six and 7,000 total books. And uh, – 
I'm kind of fine with that. But I, you know, there, I'm still filling holes in the silver and bronze age runs that I have that I, you know, I will continue to. But uh, other than that, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need thirteen thousand books. I really don't. I, I was. Don't no question, but I was I, I was definitely it? over 10,000 before I pared down. Yeah. Well, like the stuff that I have to give, a, the, that I know I'm going to get rid of is, as I went through with stuff I looked at and went, I don't know, I, I don't know why I have this. And it was duplicates. I had a lot of duplicates. Yeah, and I know you gave a lot of those away. Or sold them or whatever. You know. Yeah. I, I moved a lot of mine quickly so, and then some, you know, the ones that I thought might have some sort of residual value. I've been moving on eBay and and I'm I'm doing it, you know, I'm I'm not doing this like I'm desperate to move them. So I put them on there and I find what I think is a fair price and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And then I leave them. And I don't care how long it takes. I'm not, you know, I have no desperation. Maybe we should do a contest. Win some comics from Dr. Bill. <laughs> Whatever you like. <laughs> Whoever gives me the best Mountain Dew food. There you go. <laughs> All right, I think that's where we're going to call it a day or a night or a morning or whenever it is you're listening to this. And we will be back next time. So goodbye, everybody. What is this, the Truman Show? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. Did they say something like that? I saw that. No, no you said good morning, good day, good night. That was. Didn't you I see saw, the, tr- the I, movie, yeah, The whatever, Truman 20 Show? 20 something years ago. Oh, I've been 20 years ago. <laughs> Just. Not falling for a banana in a tailpipe. Falling for no banana in a tailpipe. <laughs> say, say goodnight. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Good night, Mr. Robinson.